What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 162. On this episode, we are joined by Minx. I talk about my Patreon and merch shop. Uh, We talked to her about a COVID update, some conspiracy thoughts, Jim Carrey, internet research, social media, Takashi 69 internet radio drama, and then some music talk. Uh, Thanks for checking us out. A podcast with Mo. Uh, what up? What I got to do first is tell you all about our Patreon. Go to Patreon. That is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. Damn, I'm bad at spelling. Um, slash a podcast with Mo. This link will be in the description of the podcast. You don't have to type it out. You can just click it there if you're on your phone. Um, you can give any amount of money, dollar a month or more, and you'll get early access to all the episodes. You don't have to wait around like some sort of peasant bum i don't know um anyway you can also give enough to be a co-producer like my mother hurricane haynes powwow and marshall the dharma initiative bear and then we also have a merch shop which is spreadshirt.com slash a podcast with mo the person who's on the podcast today is actually the one who informed me about that website so thank them for uh letting that exist um you can go buy some t-shirts snappy just bought one he said the hats are out and something else and the mugs are out so i guess you know with the pandemic people bought some hats and mugs or something i don't know um but anyway uh check it out if you're interested so today i'm gonna give a call to the homie minx uh she has a podcaster slash producer slash artist slash radio host she does all kinds of stuff i'm gonna try to ask her about all the stuff she does try to pin all that down and uh anyway it's just cool to talk to someone else who kind of does this sort of thing and uh we're very friendly online we're like in some sort of unofficial posse of people i guess of internet friends if you will and um anyway let's give her a call uh so minks what's up uh not uh not much <laughs> just chilling um trying to figure out this uh covid19 crap <laughs> Yeah, that's another reason I wanted you on this. You're doing a lot of research just in general about all kinds of stuff, uh, but you seem uh, well-informed on a lot of things that someone like me has given up on keeping track of everything because it's just so much. Right. Um, so you are, just so people know, you're in New York City. Is it the Bronx? Is this correct? Yeah. Okay. I know uh, y'all boroughs are important, uh, so I didn't <laughs> want to mess it up. Uh, so how are everything there? From from what I hear here in Oklahoma, you know, things aren't that bad here. Uh, but I hear there it's like a lot of people are sick. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's hitting close to home. Um, you know, a lot of my people, uh, my friends, um, I just had a an aunt that passed away from it um, Sunday. Um, I wasn't really close with her like that. So it, it, it it's not as, you know, hurtful. Uh, but it's still family, you know. Right. I hate to put it that way, but um, my 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 dad just recovered from it. Um, it, you know, just been pretty bad up here. Definitely bad up here. Right, and well, something that at least where I'm at in the world, you know, uh, and I'm kind of glad this naturally came up. There's this YouTube video called "The Plandemic," I believe is the name of it, right? And it's making the rounds at the moment of us recording. You know, we'll hold this for a few days, so I'm sure. More people will probably know about it by the time this comes out, but it's like this YouTube video with some doctors that are saying this was all planned. And, you know, it's like a big conspiracy 
theory video. Um, I haven't watched the whole thing because people have shared it with me. Um, and I keep getting really annoyed because everyone's so polar opposite on it now, right? Because there's this video where people are like, it's 100% fake. And then there's people that are like, it's 100% real. And I'm kind of somewhere in the middle where I'm like, I think there is kind of a sickness for sure. And some people do get it. But I just feel like there has to be some more shit to it. They're not telling us. Well, I just, um, with the whole thing, I always believe that, you know, life imitates art. You know, they don't they don't come up with movies and, and ideas unless it has some sort of truth to it. Um, I hate to call myself a conspiracy theorist, but, um, you know, when, when there's stuff like this that happens, you know, I'm one of those people that says, you know, why? Like, what, why is this going down now? Um, I've seen, you know, a couple of uh, documentaries already. I have not seen Plandemic, even though uh, my sister sent it to me, my other aunt sent it to me, said, oh, Minx, you would love this. You got to watch this. I haven't gotten around to seeing it. And when I had some time, and I went to watch it. I see that YouTube actually removed it <laughs> right. to its entirety. <laughs> I think you have to go to Vimeo or something at the moment. And I think what annoys me the most about it is because uh, I see like, you know, I'm I'm really liberal from where I live at here in Oklahoma, but I'm not liberal compared to like liberals on the internet. You know, like I do kind of see where sometimes it goes too far. And that's like a perfect example. One of uh, we have a mutual friend who has the limbo cast and I'm friends with him on Facebook. And he shared the video of like, I haven't watched this as anyone else. And it was just full of all these people being like, if you watch this, you're the scum of the earth, you know, like it's just gotten political all of a sudden. It's like you're a conservative douchebag if you watch this video. And I'm like, I, I hate how people get like that. Like, why can't we just watch it and take your own opinion? And again, I I haven't really seen it all, so I don't know what all it says, but uh, it's just strange how it's getting like that. And then same thing with there's a lot of shootings uh you know, recently, actually the one that's a big story now, it happened in February, but the video just came out and I'm like, it is a horrible thing. You know, I'm one of those like quote unquote cool white people. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, <laughs> I hate it that, you know, this happens and I've fucking have to be associated with people that would, cause I, I would never do anything close to that. Uh, but I do feel like there's a reason that video came out now to distract us from some shit to where now everyone's back on the race war thing, which I do think it is super tragic and the police, uh, you know, treat black people at a completely different. But I'm like, how, why are they, why is this a story now? You know, so I'm definitely with you on this conspiracy. Um, they let us know what we know, you know. Yeah, everything is about, you know, timing, you know, timing, time is of the essence. And when you have a, a major story, which I always say to myself, you know, if there's a major story that suddenly catches wildfire, I'm the person that's looking at the stories that are under. And, you know, a lot of people were saying, especially on Reddit, you know, I'm a big Reddit head, especially on the Reddit uh, conspiracy forums. Um, you know, people were saying that, you know, did QAnon, you know, get access to this video? You know, did was he the leaker or she the leaker or they the leaker of this video? Because again, it was, you're right, it was out in February. This This happened in February. But why all of a sudden did this footage magically, you know, appear? So, you know, I, I do believe that, you know, the distractions are always going to be here regardless. You know, there could be a mass shooting next week, you know, God forbid. Um, but there's there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the forefront that is being masked with these um, sudden outrages. And even myself, I, I kind of felt like, okay, well, I believe in a lot of... Um, What's the word that I that they use? Um, 
you know, pretty much they 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 pre-plan things like they. Right. Oh, the false flag scenarios. I think. So well, they, not not necessarily false flags, but you know, kind of in that same um, same family. Right. Um, like I I think we might have talked about this last time you're on here, and you're from New York, so it's probably even closer to home. Like you know, I'm pretty I'm a pretty big 9/11 truther. You know, I watched that documentary and was like, oh man, and so. But I don't necessarily like believe all the JFK stuff, you know, like, so I don't think you can blindly follow every conspiracy theory. But I think if you don't even think about any of them, you're doing yourself a disservice because like there's just some shady shit going on. There just is. Well, there's, the, the term is, um, I think it's called predictive programming. So things happen, you know, you watch movies, you, you, you see like, you know, certain things and it may stand out in the subconscious somehow, like, you know, 9-11, for instance. They were saying that, you know, if, if you want to travel down a time capsule, you know, watch every episode of The Simpsons, you know, because The Simpsons definitely has predicted at least 98 percent of the oh, yeah. things that have happened. Yeah. It's so crazy. So, that, that actually scares me. You know, when I was going down that rabbit hole, I said, wait a minute. I said, The, the Simpsons. I think the one that frightened me the most was uh, when Donald Trump announced that he was running. And when you put it side by side. You, you know, going down the escalator and, you know, he's waving the same exact way. I think the one that freaked me out the most, only because it was so random, is whenever they put 20th Century Fox now owned by Disney, like 15 years yeah. ago. Like, who would have fucking thought Disney was going to buy Fox? It's crazy. Yeah, Disney, Disney owns everything. And, you know, again, with all this stuff that's going on, you know, we said, okay, they, we knew that COVID-19 was going to be in the news for every little thing. COVID-19, COVID-19, like everything we turned on was about this coronavirus stuff. Right. I kind of knew it was going to be a big thing. You know, once Cardi B, you know, they they chopped and screwed her, Um, you know, her, her being silly. You know, I, I kind of thought that was weird because I was like, wait a minute. Nobody was really you know, paying attention to anything that Cardi B said until, you know, she came out and she said, oh, you know, these celebrities are getting paid, you know, to say that they caught it. And then mysteriously that stopped. Right. <laughs> so it's like, you you kind of, you, you like, I, I don't like to be, you know, even on my shows, um, my co-host, she, you know, she always jokes around with me like, oh, you're, you know, you're such a conspiracy theorist. And what I, I can say that it is very strange how when we get into certain topics about conspiracy conversations and our lives get messed up or, you know, we get kicked off the air, the mic goes like, it's just strange occurrences that go down. I'm like, I'm, I'm not even on that level. Like I can understand if I was Joe Buttons or something and we're doing a podcast live and, you know, I had that much of an influence on people like that. Right. But, you know, I, I don't know technically what my influence is at this point. I, I, I do know that there's been certain times I've said things and, People have gone back and forth with me in the comments or, you know, in the DMs about why I need to be careful about certain things that I say. And I'm like, I don't have a large following like that. Right. <laughs> like, See, what, what? I mean, I, no one's, of course, ever said to me, I don't think I have too many listeners, really. But also, um, I've prefaced everything with I'm an idiot, you know, so don't take anything I say too seriously. I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, but yeah, I think there's just too many, you know. The world is thawing out. You know, we've all been saying inside. I, I know at least where I'm at, the government's like, all right, open shit back up. And, you know, other places in the country are doing that. Some people are like, well, I'm just going to lax off. I've been chilling out. So, I don't know. Part of me is just like they do want to keep us inside for something. I don't fucking know what. But then again, I hate to be on the side of the fucking gun-toting, you know, conservatives who are storming 
Capitol buildings and shit. Like I'm not that I'm not over there either. I'm just like, I just don't think all this is, I feel like something's weird. Something's fucking weird. Yeah. Like it's almost like, um, just like certain occurrences. Like I'm very in tuned with everything around me. Like I notice changes, like kind of like in the matrix when Neo would see some shit and he'd be like, you know, wait a minute, that that's a glitch. Like I do believe there are glitches in the matrix. I, I do believe that. Yeah. I recently explained um, to my wife, the simulation theory, um, because I, I, I've been really into it lately. I'm like, well, it's because it's a big simulation. I was like, I mean, for instance, there's a tiger that got coronavirus. Tell me that's not right. the simulation messing up and it got Tiger King and coronavirus confused. And then that hat, like, that's a computer program mistake to me. Um, and so I've been trying to explain to her how it's like, well, chances are it's actually more likely that we're part of a simulation than we aren't if you believe that simulations could be made because then you could make infinite amount of simulation. So maybe we are just fucking video game characters. That made to feel real beyond well, my thought. I, I've always felt. I've always felt like. Um, I don't know. I I I think that a lot of us, um, as humans, because I always I, I know almost in every song I've always said I'm I'm not a, a human being. I'm just being human. Um, once you set it your, yourself apart from what reality is, um, especially you know like the Truman Show, that movie blew my mind oh, because so I said. <laughs> like, I, first of all, Jim Carrey, you know, I think when I saw the Truman Show is when I said, I think Jim Carrey's woke. I, I think I think there's something oh, yeah. very woke about him. <laughs> See, I, I think my favorite movie in high school, because I was a little pretentious kid, was uh, Internal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's another good Jim Carrey movie. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is the this is it. Yeah, his his serious roles. um Nobody really like really looked into his serious roles, like with the number twenty three, and you know, people just always look at Jim Carrey as the typecast of he's a, a comedian, he's funny, he's Ace Ventura, you know, he's the mask, he's he's not, you know, any way, shape, or form like serious, right? And when you look at these roles that he he took on, and he was serious about these roles, like you know, my sister would say, oh, I can't watch Jim Carrey in a movie like this because I'm I'm waiting for him to do something funny, and I was like, well let me try to explore the mind of Jim Carrey with these types of roles. And those roles were all about woke shit. Right. And, and the Truman show, I'm like, if people, people have never seen the Truman show, they, they don't understand the Truman show. Like, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's silly all the way till you get to the end when, you know, he, he realizes like, wait a minute. Yeah. Is that I mean, really like- <laughs> I think it's so perfect for what the world became. I think it's better now than it was when it came out just because like you understand a camera being on some, you know, reality TV or not even even that people putting themselves in front of a camera, you know, all the time. And so it's kind of a, it was kind of talking about that before it even happened. Right. Like people are going to want to just know yeah, was, was all this about yeah. like it was just so good. It's so good. So if somehow you haven't seen it also liar, liars, fantastic. It's another Jim Carrey movie that I'm like, that one holds up as well. Um, yeah, Liar Liar was like one of my favorite movies growing up. Uh, so during all this stuff we talked about, one thing I had in my notes about you is you always say how you stay up and research stuff. So is that like you just kind of stay up on Reddit and just go down all the rabbit holes? Um, Reddit is one of them. I, I, I consider Reddit like the the icing. Um, but there's a lot of like uh, dark web stuff that I'm into. Like I, I literally... Once you get like I, my mom always tells me like, you know, you, you do this to yourself. You're so tired in the morning. I said, but mom, like sometimes I get into shit and it's like, I'm like, no way. And I got to keep going because I don't use Google. Like I, I can't do Google. I feel like 
even though they did allow us to look at some of the things that have been uh, removed, like uh, adrenochrome and, you know, all these other uh, topics, you weren't able to find this uh, weeks ago. And now you can. And I was always using sites like DuckDuckGo because, you know, they don't censor anything. And and I've been noticing like a huge surge of uh, censorship on certain posts. Like even uh, I think yesterday, I, I, it was a real, it was, it was a silly meme that um, uh, King Solo um, had posted on her Facebook. And it was just uh, a Glock that was made to look like the gun from Duck Hunt or Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I've seen someone share that the other day. Yes. I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. And and when I went to go share it to my page, um, I had hit, I was hit with like maybe four roadblocks. Like, you know, this is an old post. I was like, okay. <laughs> then they're like, you know, this is f- uh, fake news, right? I'm like, okay. Like, it's like, w- when did we ever have to go through so many fact checks just to hit share at this point? Right. Well, and again, not to sound like all these crazy conservatives, but I feel like you have the right to fair to share fake stuff if you want. Like, I, I think it's weird that I um, mean it really happens with the Donald Trump election, and I, I'm not a fan, so I'm not trying to defend it at all. But like, I think people should be able to go online and lie all they want. And I think yeah. you, as the person making the decisions, it's up to you to figure out if people are lying to you. But we've come around to the world where it's like, no, no, you're not allowed to lie. You have to protect other people. And I'm like, that's just not how shit's ever worked. It's just not. So like, I think it's 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 a weird thing that that we've come into. Well, it's, it is it is certainly like, in my opinion, a violation of uh, free speech, because, you know, I feel like, you know, there's been times that people have shared deaths, like celebrity deaths. I know this person died four years ago, but what Facebook is understanding is that and including Instagram as well, what they're not understanding is that whenever somebody passes away um, and they do a news article on it, they don't update it you know, as far as like the, the headline as was or past tense, they don't they don't upload those headlines as past tense. But if you're smart enough to read an article, you're also going to look at the date that it was posted. Right. So why is it my fault that somebody is so gullible to think that this person passed away today as opposed to maybe four or five years ago when I'm just sharing an article that was posted on that at that time? So we don't really expect news outlets to go ahead and, and update everything into a past tense uh, notion. So you're going to be reading it as a as a present tense um, notion. So I was like, well, part of part of me wants to leave Facebook and Instagram for these reasons, because, you know, I just feel that it's too much infringement on on people's free speech. Um, as far as the, the other the other day, somebody posted a um, uh, who was it? Harriet Tubman quote. Now, whether whether the quote was true or not, Instagram felt the need to censor this post. And it was pretty much with her saying, you know, if if slaves knew that, you know, uh, they were slaves and I could have freed a, a couple more, something along those lines. So right. I was like, hey, but here's the thing. Who cares if it's fake? It's it's still a dope ass quote. I mean, it, it, it's it's actually applicable to anybody that is um, a slave. Um, they can be an economical uh, slave. They can be uh, a slave, not not figuratively slave, but just you know, a slave. So if you, if you don't say, okay, I admit I'm a slave and I need to free myself from these shackles and stuff like that. Um, and she feels that, Hey, if, if they would have known that they were slaves, I could have freed a whole lot more for them to flag it and say, Oh no, this is fake news. And, and, you know, putting us to an article of some college that said, oh, she would have never said that. I'm like, really? Like, this is what we're, this is what we're going crazy into fact checking a, a fucking uh, quote. <laughs> 
from all right so if you have any questions suggestions or corrections please email us at a podcast with mo that is a p-o-d-c-a-s-t-w-i-t-h-m-o at gmail.com perfect boom And, I, and you mentioned leaving Facebook, and I'm, I've been considering it. When I first started this podcast, I, I left Facebook for like three or four months, and I loved it. I love not ever being on it. You know, it, got, it was hard to break the habit of going and checking the app, you know, but you can just back off without deleting it. It's just like, are you reactivate? And I was like, no. But then I started sharing the podcast on Facebook once I got back, and so that's why I'm always nervous to leave again because I'm like, oh, I like sharing it there, but I don't really think it's pulling me in many listens anyway. So I've also definitely considered canceling Facebook, mainly another reason because I brought up some Air Force Ones the other day to my wife, and all of a sudden now all I have are ads on Facebook about buying some new Air Force Ones. And I'm like, it's so obviously spying on me. Like, I never even typed that in. I just said it. I said it in my dining room, and now all of a sudden there's ads for it. That's it's wild to me. Um, so I've thought about that. Instagram is just dead for me. I just I see where you've actually figured it out a little bit on your hashtags and your engagement. For me, it is it used to be pretty good when I first started, and then something happened, and now I just can't get any listens or views on anything. Yeah, because the the well, this is the thing too. Um, because you know, I, I I'm a part of a couple of marketing um spots on 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 Reddit about that. And when you have when you have uh Fortune 500 companies and 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 fashion companies that have like millions or or thousands of, of followers, organic, and and they're even saying that they're they're noticing that they're having a, a dip in um engagement. Um, the algorithm on Instagram is consistently changing. Um. What I usually do, like um, before I was, you know, showing my my friends and shit, I was like, yo, I'm going to show y'all how crazy um, these, how the, the hashtags work. Um, there was, there was actually one guy, he was going around on Reddit and this was a months ago, actually, he was going around on Reddit and he just like, hey guys, I, I built a, um, a system, um, it's free and it helps you pick the right hashtags. It shows you what their reach and all this stuff, right? No, oh, yeah. It's so. Definitely- Everybody was using his site. Like everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a godsend." I've noticed that with using his um his site, um I was getting more engagement. And then magically, magically, I know I tweeted about this too. Magically, the site went down. Like it disappeared. And everybody was scrambling around, going on Reddit, like, "Hey, did you guys notice that uh, this website is down?" And so then we all started, you know, realizing that maybe Instagram got to them because. How dare you uh, create uh, something that's not Kicksta? Because, <laughs> you know, Kicksta wants their money. Right. But recently, I think it was, uh, I think it was last week, last week, Friday, um, he came back and he's like, I'm back. You know, I know the site was down and I had a couple of uh, legal issues, but I fixed it and it's back. But I was like, eh. you know, it's not the same. It's almost like you record a song and you realize you didn't hit record. Right. Yeah, then then you get back and you know, you're like you don't have that same energy. It's just not the same as as you thought you were recording. And that's the same thing with this site. I was like, Well, I'm glad it's back. I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna promote it. I'm gonna let everybody know that it's it's back, but 
the the one the one site that I have been using um, religiously is what is getting me. I think yesterday I got like three thousand reach in hashtags alone. Oh wow! So yeah, I was surprised, but it, it it's a daily thing with Instagram. It's a daily thing, so it's like. Usually what I do is I take the most common hashtag and I measure it. If I see that it's not reaching past 50% of, of organic reach, that means that they fucked with the algorithm again. Someone is going live tonight, like Takashi69, I think. Right. Uh, he's supposed to be going live. They're going to alter the algorithm to his favor. I have so, a random question because we brought him up and I'm pretty alone on this. I don't listen to his music. You know, it's not really, not really my thing. Um, but the way I understood his story was like this gang kind of, forced him into it to launder some money and then he did snitch on him and so i said that on the podcast and then other people are like no he wanted that life so he gets what he did so anyway i was trying to be sympathetic to a young person being pulled into a gang life and not knowing how to say no but you may know more about him i'm just i'm unaware but i know he is from new york right or maybe yeah i think he's from brooklyn or something like that right uh so do you have any opinions on him i like he got out, he got a bunch of money off of internet fame, you know, but I don't like his music personally. I mean, me personally, I think Takashi is what 50 Cent was when he came out. And I loved 50 Cent when he was coming out. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I think the whole like stigma, I don't understand why people seem to think that, you know, when you being a professional troll that, you know, you have some sort of, you know, clout, but when it comes to Takashi, like, uh, you know, I'm not affiliated with any gangs or anything, but I do know people that are in gangs. And, right. you know, when I had asked them their input, you know, what, what do you guys think about this? They're like, well, you, you know what happens, Minx, you, you dead. You know, you don't you don't ever go to the cops. You know, I, I feel like um, a lot of I don't think Takashi is really um, I think what I, I what would I what did I call him? I called him like an industry plan. I, I consider him an industry plan. Um, easy to sell. Um, and people forget that in the time that he was about to blow up, he was involved with a accusation that he uh, was involved in some sort of filming of an underage girl having sex with his yeah. friends. That's I so, knew of that story way before I knew of anything else about him. So that's why I really never even checked out his music. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I'm always going to be the person that's going to advocate for the victim if the victim is truly a victim, um, a woman that goes, who's, you know, young and goes and does whatever. And he's just filming. Should he get the, th the book thrown at him too? Well, if they didn't know that her age, then I don't really think it's, you know, I don't think they should have the book thrown at them, but he was there and this was, you know, Hey, you know, it's either this or that you right. agree to this, you agree, you did all this shit. And, you know, I've been in criminal court before I've had charges brought up against me before. so. You're looking at two years if you say, find me guilty, and <laughs> you know they're going to find you guilty. So, it, it, you know, the, family, the, the whole court system um, is basically, especially when you're a minority and, you know, you, in a city like New York, it, it's a bargaining chip for everything. That's why I say, you know, the judge, if we look at um, court stuff, everything that has to do with court is in Latin, right? Impropria right. prosana, uh, that means representing yourself. Uh, you know, just a lot of the, the lingo um, is in Latin. So if we're going to dissect it even further, you know, a judge sits on a bench, right? So bench translated in Latin is banco. And when you translate that to English, it means bank. So 
the judge sits on the bank. That's why behind the judge, it says in God, we trust, like it says on money. So their job is to use people as, I would say, bargaining chips. So it's like, hey, you know, you may, you, you may not be guilty, but do you really want to play with your freedom like that or just pay the toll and right. we'll let you go? I think the best thing that's helped me understand, which I've watched, uh, you know, my mom watched like a lot of Law and Order and stuff when I was a kid. So I've always been like, oh, this is interesting. Um, but the podcast Serial, which really put podcasts on the map back in the day. I was listening before that, but the amount of people that started listening to podcasts after Serial came out was insane. Um, but anyway, so Serial was this podcast, if you don't know, uh, put out by um, – God, the NPR. And it was it was really, really good. It followed this guy like, did he murder his girlfriend or not sort of story. And then they did a second season about this army thing. It was okay. And then the third season, they did like a, we just hung out at the Cleveland County Courthouse in Cleveland, Ohio or whatever. You know, like, and they just follow this stuff. And they just follow so many stories like you're saying of like, people are like, well, I actually didn't do it, but it's just two years probation. So I'd rather do that than sit in court all day. You know, it's like, what? Like someone like me, I'm like, I would never admit to something I didn't I'd do. Rather, I'd rather just do the time. Right. And so like <laughs> people, yeah. And so like you hear these stories, you're like, holy fuck. It, the, the system is broke. It's like, it's too flooded. They don't really, judges get to kind of just make up punishments on the fly, you know, on these whole non-jury courts and stuff. So anyway, that's pretty good. If y'all ever have some time and want a podcast to listen to, um, yeah, the whole the whole system's broke. I I was arrested. I told the story a couple times on the podcast. I've been arrested a couple times for smoking some marijuana back when it was super illegal here, and um, I got like ten days in jail. And then when it came time for me to go to jail, it was full. And then I didn't have to go. And they told me to come back the next week, and it was still full. And then I had a friend who was a cop who went and talked to the sheriff in the county, and they got it basically worked out where I got time served on papers because it was just too full. So I lucked out like a lot in that scenario. Um, but I've at least gone through the system where I'm like, Oh, it fucking sucks to be sitting in court or to just stay the not in jail. You know, then when you get arrested and all that. Um, oh yeah. Cause they, they, they keep finding every way to get you to come back. So, I mean, I know from, from my experience, um, I was arrested in a small town upstate from me and I had to keep going there. <laughs> Mind you, there was like one bus that because I don't drive. So there was like one bus that took you there. And if you missed the last bus, you had to walk at least a good 10 miles to get to the city. And I'm literally like, I came every single time. It was like, kind of like you show up and they just take you right away. And every time I came, they said, oh, well, you know, the, the person, the complainant didn't show up. So come back next. Uh, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Listen, I have a job. Okay. <laughs> if this doesn't get resolved, I said, from what I know in the city, New York City states that if your uh, accuser does not show up to court, then there's no, there's nothing to do. They're not serious about this case. Dismiss the case. Right. So at that point, after the fifth or sixth time that I showed up, I spazzed out. I was like, I was like, well, you guys got to be kidding me. I was like, I I was retaining counsel. I I don't believe in public pretenders. That's what I call them. You get what you pay for. Right. And my lawyer, I was like, you know, my lawyer should be able to show up on my behalf. That's what he's getting paid for. And they were like, no, you have to appear. I said, on, on what? So it's like, it, it's it's all jacked up in all aspects. I felt like maybe a part of it may have been like, oh, you know, this this bougie, you know, black bitch, you know, what, what does she think? You know, how, where, where did she think she can retain counsel? Or I was like, look, it's, I call my dad. I say, dad, I need, a, I need an attorney. He's getting me the best one he can find. And I would say I was privileged in that sense. But right. a lot of people aren't. 
And I've, I've literally sat in on cases and watched just people just get reamed. And I'm like, really? A dude, what, what, what was it? It was a white dude and he got drunk and he, he was riding on the sidewalk and hit two people. He was able to walk, but a dude, a, a black, uh, was it two black guys were smoking weed on a bench or whatever, and they got thrown in jail. I said, "Wait, wait, 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 wait!" <laughs> got to be kidding me. Yeah, like where this I got New York City. where I got ten days in jail for having pot. Uh, I knew a guy who was black who got a year for the exact same thing I got caught for. Yeah, it was like, it's like it's that's just how the system is, and and it's unfortunate. Like you know, I say all the time, like. We could cry about it. We can complain about it. We can, you know, compare stories or we could finally say to ourselves one day, like in this quarantine, when people wake up and say, wait a minute, there's a lot of corruption going on. What can we do to fix that? I mean, there's Harvard is offering courses for free. I mean, you could do something. You know, I myself, um, my plan, and I've always said this on a couple of shows, is that my plan is to run for office someday. Um, not not anything crazy, maybe like... um maybe an assembly woman. I don't want anything too crazy, like something right. where kids can, you know, hear my rap music and not say, okay, you know, she's, she's not for this. But I do believe that, you know, there's all different chains of command and everybody can't be the top. So you got to be somewhere like I would say middle ground or the introductory phase, which would be a councilwoman. And I don't want to be a senator that, that I definitely don't want that responsibility, but I want to be the voice of my city, you know, somehow. And try to enforce change for the the big guys and say, look, we need to work on this. We need to work on that. So that's actually one of my goals. If I decide to quit music, I don't think I would quit music. I'll probably just keep my radio thing going. But, you know, I definitely said to myself I was going to build a platform so that people can have these discussions in the future because people have been begging me, Binks, can you do a conspiracy show? Can you do a show about, you know, social topics and stuff? I was like, look, I don't mind doing it. It's just that I love my life. I'm not trying to have a sniper come get me out my window because we're talking about some conspiracy shit. <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah, and there's like so many things you touched on. One, your radio show. Uh, what are all your plans now? I know you said you rebranded. Uh, I know you, you're always on live doing something. I just never tune into live stuff because I'm weird like that. I always will feel weird if I'm like the only one in there because that's happened before on stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm too shy for this. I'm leaving. Um <laughs> But yeah, so what are all your plans on on your show and shit? Well, basically, because um, I had a, a falling out, I fell out with a station head. Okay, and yeah, this is for anybody. Yeah, this is this is pretty much for anybody that wants to take a role of, of being an ambassador, a brand ambassador of something. Um, it looks great on paper. Don't get me wrong. To, to have that in your your bio that you're a brand ambassador of something, um, it's dope. But just like you have a politics in production, you have politics in being an artist, just like you have politics in being, uh, you know, a podcaster, there's politics in radio. And I'm a person, I don't, I don't like to say people jack my shit. I hate saying that because I could be wrong. You know, I, I do believe every thought has been thought before. It's just who executes it better. But when I was offered, me and my homegirl, um, 759, you know, our whole premise of our show is that you're a female producer. I'm a female producer. So why don't we talk about music shit? You know, general, talk about hot topics, you know, talk about production. And of course, play independent artists. That was the premise of the show. Right. Now, while we were on Station Head, you know, we're doing our show. And 
one of the program directors for one of the main channels, I would say I would consider that like the Explorer page of Station Head. So that's the first shit that you see when you go to this uh, app is that station. Mm -hmm. So they came to us and said, hey, you know, we I was listening in on your show. I love, I love the show idea. That's great. You know, we want you to host on the main channel. So that was a big opportunity because I remember this you sharing something and alluded to that, but maybe not all the plans. Yeah. You're like big things coming. Yeah, that that was the big thing. They 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 came to us and, you know, this was going to be great because of the major, you know, influencers and stuff like that that are like from Love and Hip Hop or whoever, they were going to have shows also on this channel. So to have that clout of like let's say we play your song, right? And we had let's say 50 people listening. You got 50 streams because 50 people were listening from premium accounts. Right. Out of, out of those 50 streams, maybe 10 people will say, you know what, this song is hot enough. I want to put this on my station too. So now that's technically a playlist, right? So they're they're operating off of, let's say, Apple and Spotify's API, which I thought was dope. I, my whole premise was making sure that artists got heard, paid for their streams, and replaylisted. Right. So... I thought it was dope. You know, we, we felt like we were doing something great for the culture. But then, you know, situations that happen. And one of the things that I hate, I don't like to get involved in something where it starts to feel like a fucking job. Understand. So, yeah. If, if, if it's something I'm doing, I'm enjoying in my spare time, then yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. But when you start, you know, Skype conferences and I was like, well, wait a minute, y'all are not fucking paying me to do this shit. I mean, yeah, they they did pay my co-host because she she was always streaming more than me, but I never got paid, but I still was pushing. I was like, you know what? I'm not here for the money. I would be a hypocrite if I if I kept complaining about y'all didn't pay me, right? So doing a show, doing a show, doing a show. And then, of course, next thing I know, there was this new guy that came in, <laughs> right? <laughs> We're doing our show. This dude comes in. He introduces himself. You know, he he plays guitar and all this other stuff. Now, the thing is, is that when you're a brand ambassador, when when you, when you're on um, brand ambassador, you know, you get brand ambassador awards and shit like that, which is like merch and all that crazy shit. So I, I, this dude came in and, you know, we were talking to him. We asked him, Hey, you knew whatever. So pretty much long story short, this dude magically became part of the team and he just joined station head. And I wasn't feeling that. Because you had other people that had good shows, like song review shows and stuff like that, that deserved the opportunity, in my opinion. So I was like, this new guy from nowhere just took an opportunity from someone. So I didn't say much. But then the day that I snapped, like I officially snapped was when I was looking in the Instagram chat. That was the other thing I couldn't stand. I was like, why, why am I a part of a group chat when I go live? Nobody supports me, but I got to share your shit. Like that didn't make sense. I felt like a, it was an engagement group. Right. I don't like that. So I look and he wrote that he was, you know, hey, guys, I'm so excited. I'm starting a show. Um, it's going to be called um, two, two Random Guys Talking About Music. And I'm just like, excuse me? Like, this is what the, the premise of my show is about. So before this dude came on, they told us that our show did not work out. They were like, but we'll keep you, Minx. We like the punchline. That's a dope idea. But. Your show, you know, you guys talking for two hours about random shit. We got to stop. We're not going to do that. So my homegirl was pissed, but she was like, fine, fuck it. She didn't care. But then they gave the same show idea to these two guys. And then after that, I said, no, I can't do this no more. 
I can't. You, like you took the whole premise of my show and then you're going to go give it to some new guy who has no following and you're going to just like do that. I was just like, nah, I, that would be betraying my friend that came up with this idea with me. How would I look if I stayed on this, this application after they kicked her off? You know, I, I just felt wrong. So I, I had a big falling out with them and basically fucked them. And um, the owner, <laughs> he, he, he keeps trying to like work things out. And I was like, no, I, I don't, I don't think that that's right. I, I, I agree with everything that y'all are doing, but um, trying to control people's content and then jacking people's content to use it for your own station, because this is where investors look at first. That's not right. And I don't like to be racial. I hate to be racial, but you know, are you going to listen to two black female producers? Or are you going to listen to two right, white um, rock dudes that have a little bit of uh, pull? Right. You know, it, it just was it just wasn't fair. I, I felt like it was unfair and I hated to have a falling out like I did. But um, I'm, I'm happy. To that me, it's over. I mean, there's I'm sure a lot of people that have music review shows, but it is very strange. And the, the timing in which it all happened, it seemed obvious they were kind of still in the show from y'all or whatever. Um, and I do think as a white guy, you could review hip hop or whatever. Um, but I, I just think it has to be genuine and authentic. And from the sounds of it, um, it just seemed like this dude was just a host, not necessarily like. Yeah, doing I, said, I said, you like the idea. You just don't like the host. Right. And, and it, you to know, me, the, what makes hip hop different is it's, it's like somewhat community driven. You have to get approval from the hip hop community. You know, like I've gotten plenty of like your cools from people that I'm like, all right, you know, I'm part of it. <laughs> but like, you can't just, I don't know, can't force it. Well, I learned my lesson. I, I would say that, you know, sometimes with t like platforms like this, um, you have to say to yourself that, you know, it's either you're going to complain about it or you're going to do something about it. And people knew from the beginning I was already developing an app already that was ready to launch. And, you know, obviously I said, you know what, I want to focus more on building the platform first before I actually roll out a, a $275 monthly investment on an app that maybe five people may use in, when it first starts. Right. See, I have this you know, idea for a radio online radio stage, but I don't know anything about the details, right? Like, I know years ago, probably about nine, ten years ago, I was a part of this internet radio station called SDB, which was strictly down to business. And I really wasn't a part of it. They just played all my music, right? And they had these live shows twice a week, and you would tune in, and I would go to their website and be, get in the chat room. You know, this is uh, basically like what an Instagram live would be, but you had to go to a special website for it all because it couldn't work, you know, like, you know, Instagram didn't exist. And I loved it. You know, I fucking just loved them playing my songs and having other people hear it and getting the stuff. But then whenever it wasn't live, your songs were still like in this library bank that would play. So like you could go to that website and listen to their radio station at any time and hear all the songs from all the homies, you know, and then a couple mainstream ones as well. And I've always thought, I'm assuming you have to pay for that, like pay for that streaming that website and then the stream that would go out and then you would have a server somewhere that hosts all. The, I don't really know how it all works, but I would love to get like, you know, my podcast has so many episodes. CJ Jones, let me know recently that he has retired more or less. Uh, it might come back someday. And then your pod, like there's enough podcasts where I think I could go through, take out like 15 minute chunks and then just have those playing like on some radio station of like, here's all these podcasts affiliated with each other. 
and you can just listen to clips of their podcast, you know, on this 24-7 feed. Seems like that could be oh, possible. Oh, yeah, that, that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly how I had my app um, set up was because I, I, the, the program that most people need um, is IceCast or Shoutcast. Um, those are hard, um, those are like softwares that you run um, that pushes it through to the server that you're going to be hosting from. Gotcha. Now, all you would need at that point is just a, a server to a server. So um, I have a, a couple of, of different options that I, I have. Like some people like to use Mixler and other. But I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm very cheap. <laughs> so I, if, if I don't have to pay for it, I'm not going to pay for it. I said, if it comes with an app cool. If it comes with a link where I can uh, direct that link to an app to stream it, cool. So with with my station um, that was just recently magically uh, deleted because of a complaint <laughs> that I just found out two days ago. Um, but how I, ha- I, how I would have it is there's a big playlist option. So when you go to the website or you go and go directly to the, the, the streaming channel, I can put in, I was, I had like maybe Three of my recent podcasts in, but then MP3s of music in between the, the, the shows. So when you would tune in, it would sound like real radio stuff. Like I would have commercials and commercials that I made. Um, so it was dope and I didn't pay anything for it. I, and people would access it through the app. It'll show you the algorithm, not algorithm. It'll show you the, um, the analytics of where people heard it from and how many times that uh, people have uh, streamed it. And of course, they, they give you extensive research on who is listening to your stuff. And I think on my station, uh, I think it was Canada, Haiti, and um, Puerto Rico was my, my major listens. And it was free. I didn't pay anything. Not, not one dime. I could broadcast live on Facebook with it. Um, you can have it where it's enabled only for audio or, I mean, live streams or just for, uh, for both. So you, you have those two options. So anybody can, anybody could do it. It's just, being dedicated to it. Some people don't have computers at home, so they, they don't understand the process. Um, but if, you, if you're a researcher like I am, I was like, I'm going to make this shit work. And I was able to do it. I was able to take the link for this, this server and have it applied to my app. So I could just swipe through and listen to 10 different stations that are on there. And that's why my, my biggest thing was about creating a large network of podcasts, radio shows, and of course, artists and producers that, that I fuck with personally. Right. Well, it seems like, uh, I mean, because I mentioned all that with podcasts, and maybe it is a big waste of time because right now you could just go listen to everyone's back podcast. But I just think some people wouldn't do that, you know, or like uh, my episodes that came out a year ago, like half of it's current event stuff, you know, that's probably not that interesting now. But if I went back through and, and cut out segments, you know, I could see that being reused. Um, in other places, well, but overseas, overseas is different, um, especially places like Jamaica. And, you know, I was surprised that I had, I think, 300 downloads, 300 downloads, like 312 downloads of podcasts from season one. Oh, and wow. I was yeah. like, I was like, are you kidding me? But we have to remember that other countries and stuff like that, like especially they rely on this app because they want to hear international radio. So I know 1010 Winds is on this. Like, it's just like international radio. So when you have someone overseas that, you know, like there was an artist from Zimbabwe that tuned into uh, season two and tracked me down to Facebook to say, hey, I I found your um, your podcast. And and mind you, I didn't even update it. I I didn't have my RSS feed um, automatically updating it. I would have to manually do it. 
And for them to be listening to that and and thanking me for the advice and stuff that I had for artists, I was like, wow. Then I don't really care about um, the local streamers. I would say United States of America. I care about them, but it's like it's more overseas. I, I want to get them talking too. So that they're going to see it differently. We've had some African uh, artists send music into the podcast. Uh, so I don't know how they heard. I'm sure it's through Twitter. You know, Twitter's global and stuff. Um, so I always think it's cool. Um, we've also had, you know, from European countries as well. But I just enjoy it whenever someone from another country is like, hey, I heard about your podcast. Uh, here's my song. And you're like, oh, oh yeah. Awesome. I have an artist from Russia that, that reached out to me recently. And I just was like, how did you hear about me? And they, oh, well, it was shared to my, you know, to my to my page. And he doesn't speak no English at all. Yeah, that's so great. And then I, I feel bad, but if people um, are of another language, I don't follow them back. Like I've had a couple, it looks like Japanese followers, but like everything they post is in Japanese. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to follow you because I don't fucking clue what any of this says. So. Oh, I have an, I have an encoder um, on oh, my computer. Probably what I'm going to get. <laughs> yeah, because here's the thing, you know, I always say like, you know, we promote on Twitter and, you know, Instagram and Facebook and all these spots. These these are like our side, I say. But then you also have, you know, Russia has their own version of Twitter. Or, right. you know, they, it's like every country has their own version of what we use. So I started promoting like I, what I do is I'm very smart with it because I know overseas they're very, 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 you know, they want censored music. So. I would take my R&B stuff that doesn't have any curses or anything like that. And I would promote it overseas on their networks. I just had the encoder on and I'll just type in like um, new song, whatever. And then when people shared it in, in, in Japan or they shared it in Russia, um, I think it's called OKRU or something like that. Um, they would share it and then they would leave comments and then I would have to have it decoded so I can read it and then write back. So it's, it's more tedious. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, promotion overseas is like really important, especially like Australia. Those are those are the spots that I, I I've met dope producers from Australia. Yeah. And they just for sure. As much as we're trying to get overseas, you know how hard they're trying to get heard over here. Right. It's a good point. Good point for sure. Um, well, I'll look into all of these things. I have to try to get, you know, reach out to my international. I don't have any um, censored songs, though. I don't think I've, I know. I've been thinking about it. I was like, Ugh. and like, I don't even think about it. Like, I just write, you know, and I, there are some people that are like in that school of thought that you should never use the word fucking because it's a pointless word in a rhyme. But I'm like, I write like I freestyle. Like, I'm not sitting here counting syllables and shit. Like, I just, I just fucking write it. Um and like today I recorded a verse for someone and after I already wrote it, um, it's kind of like this slow jam and he's, you know, being all sweet on his part, this other dude. Uh, and then my part's all like eating pussy and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm just so div- perverted about it, but it's just the way um, I make music, I guess. So uh, that that's how my artist was. Um, she, she was the, I have a song actually, I, I'm, I'm going to find it and send it to you. You're going to laugh. So it was three parts. The song was called Horny. I named it that because the, the song just sounded like, oh, this is a song you would listen to when you're getting into the mood or something like that with your bae. Right. So my verse was very, very, um, what's the word? I wouldn't say, like, it was pretty much subliminal. You know, I, I'm, I'm referring to myself as a secretary and, you know, the dude is like my boss. And, you know, you knew it was sexual, but I didn't say anything sexual. So right. that's where that was. Now, my homegirl, uh, Miss Felony, um, she, her second verse came on and she was raunchy. 
And when I say raunchy, I was blushing. And then the final verse was uh, our homeboy. He gets on there. You know, sucking their fucking at six in the morning. I'm like, yo, yo, yo. So it was like, I couldn't listen to the song past my verse because then I would feel very like, I was like, oh my God. I said, what? Maybe I should have came a little bit harder on it, but everybody said to me that the way we broke it up was dope because it was like, it was like easy and then it was like intermediate and it was like hard. <laughs> right. Well, the way I'm justifying this verse, because I sent it to the guy and he, he hit me up right before me and you talked and he said he liked it was I'm like, well, he's young. You know, he's like a 19 year old in Eng- uh, Wells. I keep saying England, but it's fucking Wells. And, you know, I've, I'm friends with him on another discord server. So I've heard a little bit about his history with the ladies and stuff like that, right? Like, it's kind of fun getting to hear all this stuff. And so, like, he has that whole side, and then my side's, like, talking about my wife. Like, I mean, I'm mentioning my wife, and it's a lot dirtier. So it's like, uh, he's, like, the beginning of stages of life, and I'm, like, 32 and have other things on my mind, you know? <laughs> it works. Yeah, he's, like, he's, he's getting into the game, and we've been in it for a while. Right, exactly. That's how I like to think about it. Um but speaking of music plans, uh, what what other music plans do you have these days? I know you're always working on some beats and, you know, some vocals here and there. Everything is random. Honestly, I don't even, I don't know if it's because of the the way that the, the planets are recently. I noticed that I'm only creative when there's a full moon. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, the challenges that you have is actually bringing me out of that, um, that stiper, I would say, like, I, I wouldn't say that I was, I was having like writer's block or production block, but, you know, with the rebrand and everything, um, it's been a lot of like coding and shit. So it was like, I kind of don't want to sit down and do anything. Um, but, you know, I know, I know I have my verse for the, the internet friends and I was like, yo, I have to, I have to sit down and just map out my days better. I would say like, you know, pick a day that's for music, another day that's for blogging and you know another day for podcasting so I'm at that level right now um I have been making which I was very surprised my, my cousin hit me up and said hey Minx um he was off so he says you have any uh loops I was like uh no I said I could check and I literally sat and made like 20 loops <laughs> for like different sounds and stuff like that so he was like you just need to release a kit so I was like you think I should he's like you think people would actually like buy that I mean, I, I I don't know. So I've been trying to play around with that. People were asking me for loop kits. Um, of course, uh, EP, I don't ever see an EP dropping at all because I just, I don't feel like I have applied myself like I did with my first EP. I was very strict with my time. I was very strict with the release date. My release date has been pushed back at least eight times. So I've just been releasing singles, like anything that just came to me. Um, I'm sitting on a lot of unfinished work. That's another thing. Um, So I'm really thinking that I may roll out just a complete, you know, just a whole zip file and just say, yo, if anybody want to hop on any of these, any of these that you like, just let me know. And, you know, the hooks are done. So I don't really have much to do on that sense, but um, I'm hoping that I can actually get like a little bit more, um, stricter with my time with releasing things right well uh you have a lot of things see if i can remember all of them to touch on uh the producer challenge i would say thanks for you know competing in those you've been on the first two um some people have been complaining about my samples but i really feel like they're both pretty good um but it, it is a lot of fun and i think for me because you know i've been making them as well 
I, just having to sit down and be like, this isn't to sell. This isn't to make a song with. This is just to do for this podcast. You know, like, I don't know. There's something about that that I think is almost more therapeutic than whenever I'm sitting down like, well, what's the next banger I'm going to make? You know, if that makes sense. So, like, I I definitely enjoy that. And then yesterday, I, I definitely on those days that you're talking about where I just, like, forced myself. I had four songs that needed verses. And I was like, I have to write two verses today. There's no questions asked. I'm writing two verses. And so that's what I did. Now, I wasn't necessarily inspired, but I think I made it work. Um, and sometimes you just have to do that. You know, um, you just have to be like, well, I, I'm not doing anything else. You know, I've been getting, I love Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've been letting that distract me. And uh, I beat it. So I was <laughs> like, okay, I beat that. Now I really got to get back to this music shit. You know? um, and then as far as kits, I will say, I've made a kit myself and kind of just gave it away to friends, um, and it was pretty fun. I have seen other people try to sell them. I don't think people really buy kits unless unless the person has, you know, a following, which you do, I guess. You know, I'm not trying to downplay that at all. Um, but I just see a lot of people with a following, like, smaller than mine trying to sell stuff for, like, 10 bucks for it, you know, or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I just don't know if anyone – whenever, like – famous people are selling them for cheaper i just know that's how people are you know like consumers not saying it's right but i just don't know if it is practical to make money now i think it can be fun to do and i think you can make some well, yeah. shit. I, mean, I, I have no like experience of <laughs> selling any beats or anything any any kits or anything like that um what i will say is that i, I do get a lot of uh, compliments on my melodies and I have a lot of melodies and, you know, when, when people ask me, you know, Hey, can I, can you give me, you know, if you're not going to do nothing with this beat, cause there's a lot of beats I've made, I've showcased and I haven't done anything with them. Right. Um, I was surprised that even, you know, posting up the, the sample flip that people were inboxing me about how much I was charging for the beat. And I was like, I, I don't know how, like, I feel weird putting a price tag on my work like that. I feel very weird about it. I don't know why I could easily say, uh, 175. He's like, oh my God, you you ain't you ain't have no placements or anything like that. So I don't I don't right. I don't know what, what to charge for for something like that. But I I said if I have five or six produce five or six artists hitting me up and asking me if my beat is for sale, then I think um my price point would have to be on the demand of that beat. Right. Well, and it, it is hard because, you know, as me as a rapper, I I have never purchased a beat. I feel like that's karma. You know, whenever I got to that stage in my quote unquote rap career and someone started saying like, oh, that's over a thousand dollars to exclusively own that beat. And I was like, well, never mind. Fuck this. I'm never I'll just go make my own. And that's how it happened. I went and made my own because someone quoted me such a crazy price. Now, I've seen people on Twitter that claim, yes, you know, they sell exclusive for 1500 That's, you know, that's normal. So that's not crazy. Someone quoted me that. Um, I wouldn't do that. I'm all for like, let's just split it up. You know, and I use DistroKid. I know, uh, I don't know if you're, I think you're like, well, another one that's kind of against them. And I'm pissed because they fucked up one of my, I fucked up one of my releases, but they won't fix it. So I'm pissed at them. Right. Like, I understand I fucked up, but there should be a way to fix this. Um I'm all for like if another artist uses that and they want to use my beat, you just give me 50% of that song. Um, now, I do sell stuff in the store because I, I'm seeing, you know, people are seeing those beats that I don't have to. The only reason I use BeatStars and I'm giving it through the end of June, just I'll announce that here. If like shit doesn't pick up by the end of June, I think I am going to 
change my tactics to to something else of like a hoarding method of all my beats and you have to know me to get access to them sort of thing. Uh, But I do get some listens off my beat stores page off of their website that doesn't actually require me to promote. You know what I mean? So like I enjoy that, but I'm not I'm not selling beats either. Like I feel like maybe the wording isn't that I should, but I'm like, I've just heard other people sell beats and I'm like, oh, let me go listen to that beat they sold. And I'm like, how did the fuck did that sell? Like, you know, me and you are making better beats than that. So maybe we should be selling them. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never, you know, I, I don't sell beats. I've I've never. That's why I was like kind of like upset when, you know, the dude on Twitter was like, oh, well, you're talking about this and you have a beat store. I was like, well, I don't have any prices on my beats. I have a beat store because I want people to see what my beats are. And why why would you come to ask me to create a beat or make a beat for you if you don't like my style. I mean, that's a waste of your time and mine. So I'd rather you hear how I do my melodies, how I do my drum kits, how I am on on hip hop, how I am on pop, how I am on techno, country. And then if you're like, yo, I, I like I like the way you you do that. I like the way your style is. I want a beat that kind of sounds like your type beat, you know, then I'm like, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll construct a beat for you. Give me 50-50 with the split sheets. I don't want no money at that point. But you know, I, I've never gotten to this. Like I tell, you know, my dad came on my show one time and he was, you know, talking about it. You know, back then producers were making 25000 for projects. So you're coming from that era. I'm coming from, from you know, seeing him get placements with Dre and shit like that. So when I see that and then I hear and I see that, you know, producers are price putting the prices that they are doing, I'm just like, are you here for the longevity or are you just selling beats? Either way, however way you choose to do it, I'm, I'm cool with that. But I am a person that cannot put a price on anything that I do. I, I really can't. Even for my Patreon, it was almost like a nightmare. I'm like, my, I said, Dad, okay, $1, $5, $10, period. He's like, what? Are you, $1? I said, well, I mean, if they rock with me, I think a dollar is fair. What? Well, well, $5. I'm like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable charging five dollars. I'll see. I do the. <laughs> I also promote the one dollar tier a lot. Um, I have people that do. I have a ten dollar tier, and I have some people that do that one. But I'm like, because it'd be really cool if like a hundred people could just do the one dollar tier. I would. That's awesome. That'd be fucking the coolest shit yeah. in the world. So, um, oh. yeah, one one dollar a month. Like you know, even for myself, like I feel. Like the money that I've made with ads, the money that I've made on merch and, and all that good stuff. That's why on my shows now with the rebrand, I'm focusing on doing giveaways. Um, we just gave away uh, $25 to a listener because they they rock with me. But I said that my my whole twist on giveaways, because I, I see people on Twitch and all these other places that do cringy fucking giveaways. Like, okay, tag three of your friends and follow. I don't want to do all of that. If you're a listener of mine and you like my show, and you tell me behind the scenes or something like, hey, Minx, you know, I heard about what you said about, uh, you know, building a website. And, you know, I, I, I'm really motivated to do it. You know, once money gets better, then, you know, I, I'm going to get around to doing it. And this is this is a true story. This really happened on Monday. This was the birth of, you know, motiva- uh, Minx Motivational Mondays. Um, so if you, excuse me, Minx uh, Manifestation Monday. So if you're manifesting with me and you're telling me, hey, Minx, you know, I want to do a website, but, you know, $10 is stopping me. I'm going to give you 25 bucks to get started. You know, I, I just think that that was fair because if I'm always preaching and talking about how to better your business, 
and the only thing that's stopping you is a couple of bucks and my station has it, I'm going to give it to a listener. So this is what we, what I've been, what I set up recently as part of the giveaways. And I said, cool, we're going to be doing giveaways every week. I, I know I owe one of my listeners, um, my uh, Behringer UMC 22. I owe him that. I got to mail that out. I just mailed out another gift uh, to my co-host for rocking with me for six months. So when we're going to go live, we're going to showcase what I got her. She's going to fall out on the floor. I'm telling you right now. Um, I have mics, you know, just stuff that I don't need. They're just collecting dust. They're just sitting around just looking at me. I'm consistently upgrading. It doesn't make sense to keep showing off. Hey, look, guys, look at my setup. And I have all this shit in my closet. So that's what that's what my goal is. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, you should just make a Patreon. I know for me personally, any of my friends that have one, I'll just sign up for a dollar. I mean, that's what I do personally. That's my life. Yeah, I'll show some support or whatever. So I just tell people if you're making something, at least, I mean, I guess if you're just a rapper or producer and you don't have like a consistent schedule, maybe Patreon might not work best for you. Um, But I think, you know, for something like a podcast or radio show or something, I think pod or Patreon just is great. It's a great service. So people should definitely yeah, it look really at really it. It, it really is and again everybody that contributes you know i've had some people that said hey minx you know i can't do it this month and i'm like look i got you don't worry about it because i don't want to lose you i, I don't i don't want to lose anybody because of covid19 if i have to take a hit um it's not going to be a major hit um it's just you know keep the lights on you know keep the cable bill paid type shit um i'm not looking to get rich off of it but you know everything goes towards promo and the bigger we get the bigger that the platform gets and, you know, actually, you know, dealing with people that have large accounts, like I can reach out to somebody and say, hey, look, could you post this in your stories? I'll give you 25 bucks to do it. I can do that as a giveaway. I can promote better, you know, with obviously networking with the right people. So to people that are getting into it, you know, especially I have to create another tier for um, podcasters and, you know, people that want me to, you know, hold their hand through the beginning of their journey. Um, I don't mind helping. It's just a lot of a lot of information. And I don't have time to, you know, do webinars like I wanted to. But um, it's kind of hard when you have a little one. I've had people ask me on like starting a podcast and I'm pretty open. I'm like, all right, what do you want to know? You know, but people's I've kind of come to realize if you can't kind of figure out some of it on your own, you're not going to get it because someone types it to you in an instant message. You know, does that make sense? Like, You're right, because, you know, when we got into podcasting, you know, we got into it, I would say, in the inception of when it became hot. So we didn't really have anyone to hit up. Like, you know, I had maybe one other radio host, one one radio host, uh, shout out to Big Seven in New Jersey. Um, he, he pretty much told me, you know, you, I'll, I'll tell you the basics. And he took the time to do it. You know, I could have given him 50 bucks for the information that he gave me. But I always give him props and he took the time to do it. You know, he, he's sitting there balancing his station and all that stuff. And he's helping little old Minx try to get something started in her, her Bronx apartment. So <laughs> yeah. I, I felt really, you know, blessed. And, and, you know, again, I don't mind helping people. It's just that a lot of people that what I can't stand is that they watch and then they copy. And then, you know, next thing you know, this has happened overnight. Uh, I think it was four o'clock this morning. I was having a back and forth with a, a platform because of the similarities of, of their show uh, and what they were trying to do. And again, I know I'm not the only person that, that woke up and said, hey, you know, I want to create a radio show that's uh, surrounding curated playlists and curating a playlist with social media. 
I wasn't the only one that woke up with that idea, but I am the only one that really executed it. So when you're seeing that somebody else is trying to run off with that premise and the only difference is that instead of you saying that you're going to be using a Patreon subscription-based, but you want to say that you're only fans subscription-based, I'm like, just say, you know, just say your mix, you know, thank you for giving or inspiring us for doing that. Cause I'm like, y'all followed me, then y'all unfollowed me and then y'all did this. And then somebody retweeted it. I was going to, it was going to get to me regardless. So I don't really get mad anymore. I used to get upset, but cause my dad always says, you know, people will imitate you and that's flattery. I'm like, well, that's fuckery to me, but right. you know, I, I wish them the best of luck. I hope that only fans thing does work out. I just hope that there are no like underage teens that are looking to submit their music and they have to go through a site like that to submit it. That's a good point. Also, I would just, I can't, I can't stress enough and I'm sorry if anyone out there does this. I just would never pay money for someone to listen to my song. I just, I'm not going to. And I know that's like, you got to invest in promo and blah, blah, blah. But I just, I don't see the whole, like I'll pay you $5 to listen to my song on a Facebook live. Uh, I don't know. Well, it, it depends. It, it, I've paid um, like my homie, uh, Big Seven, when I first came across him and I, I did my song In It To Win It and he was charging, I think, $30 to, you know, to, to play it. Um, and if you wanted to, I think, jump the line, I think it was like $60. So I was like, oh, I'll pay the $30 and wait. I didn't really feel bad about it because he already has a solidified platform. Right. So, and that could be a difference. Like what I'm referring to, I guess I see, you know, I'm sure if you're on Facebook, you might follow those like Spotify playlist groups and stuff. And so people, oh yeah, they charge like five bucks to hear your right. show. And it's just like two yeah. people sitting in their shitty apartment, you know, and they're like, right, and they're like, we're, we're about to go live right now. Send me five bucks. And I'm the whole time. I'm like, my podcast is so much better and I will do it for free. Now I get it's a podcast yeah, they, and not live and all this stuff, but uh, they, they, I always say that they do these shows because they need to re up or whatever it is. And I there's no shade, you know, no shade to that. But um, I would definitely say that um, if a person has a large following and that it's going to like, if, if I'm paying five bucks and you got about 200 people tuned in, I'll pay the five bucks. But if you got 10 people tuned in and, you know, I, I don't really see the need to pay for that. Right. Makes sense. Makes sense for sure. But all right, I feel like I've kept you a long time. Um, all right, my only last little plan or thing was, I don't know how Internet Friends 2 is going. I'm thinking about canceling it at the moment because I have like three songs kind of in the works, but it, not quite, you know, the excitement and momentum that I was hoping for. And so I've decided to start just dropping some singles um, outside of Internet Friends 2, but I may just take the songs I've made and go ahead and drop those as well and uh, just move on. But um, I know you had mentioned that me and you are going to collab on something. I don't know what. So whatever it is, we'll have to get to it. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, again, you know, the the whole, obviously this whole COVID shit is fucking up everything, regardless of- Right. Of, I forget it, people don't have home studios. That's the other thing too. Um, I've I've sent out beats, you know, and I think it was Roller Zone. Shout out to Roller Zone Music. Um, I sent her a beat. I said, yo, I could hear you on this shit. I said, yo, I was so hyped about it. And she just was like, yeah, I, I got you as soon as I could get back in the lab. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Like, I was just like so pressed. Like, I just wanted to, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to just get equipment and then just like rent it out. <laughs> just say, hey, look, you know, here's a little laptop. Here's the mic that goes with it. Here's the soundproof. And then send it back when you're done. <laughs> 
Right. I tell people all the time, you just need a little audio interface and the microphone uh, goes a long way. I did USB mics forever. I know there are some good ones, but and it's really on your sound driver, I guess, if I have to be real honest. Uh, I never had a good sound driver in any of these computers, but as soon as I bought an audio interface and an XLR mic, I was like, holy fuck, I sound like a real a real person who, record, who records stuff. I don't sound like I'm spitting into a can. So Yeah, because I'm thinking about ordering maybe a few um, interfaces as part of like a giveaway. Yeah, I got the uh, 404. That- you mentioned the 202, uh, the Behringer one earlier. And I'm I'm a big fan of it. You know, it allows me to have four inputs. So, you know, you're one and then three microphones. Um, and it, it really helps me on podcasting. But most rappers, you only need the the one input. You yeah, you only, need, you only need one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I appreciate you being on. I feel like I kept you a long time. And, uh so when does your new show start? Like you said, you're rebranding. You had a fallout with Station Head. Are you back on you and your homie doing just live shows or? Oh, yeah, we, we, we've we been doing our, our live shows uh, Monday through Thursday um, on Caffeine TV, which I think has been so great. Like we've just been so grateful with the, the out, you know, the out. Oh, is that the one you sent me a link to the other day? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to check that out. I love it because, um, you know, every time I go live, the same people come back and they gift and, you know, they give gifts and coins. And, you know, I just was like, this is a good this is a good spot to be in. You know, there's artists here and, you know, there's there's no real issues. Once I hit 100 followers, I'm at, I think I'm at 68 now. Once I hit 100 followers, then I can get an opportunity to be um, part of their um, ambassador system, which I probably I'm not excited about. I'm I'm, I'm a little bit traumatized right. by that whole brand ambassador shit but um it is very helpful obviously having that you know kind of verification that you are a, a streamer that is consistent um and to any artists that are thinking about or producers thinking about okay maybe twitch is not the spot to make beats i would say caffeine is dope because there's there's a lot of rappers there's battle rappers that are on there and they're just hopping from different streams to different streams so um, we've had a good launch. Um, I think on day one, I think we had 282 viewers. Um, and it's just consistent. And and that's what I like about caffeine. Nothing gets saved, nothing gets stored. And it's just, I think, maybe a millisecond of lag. A millisecond. Right. Um, so I, I love that. But um, my, my podcast is going to be, um, I usually do Friday evenings. I record my podcast. And then Sunday nights, I do the premiere. I did that with Tony Grants, which was kind of a good turnout. Um, yeah. But then again, it, it depends on whatever my Patreon member says. Like, I'll say, hey, do you want to go live? Do you want to be recorded? So if they're like, hey, Minx, I want to do it live or whatever, then I just set it up for however way they want their episode. Right. So I'm only finishing up my Patreon members now. And then moving forward, um, I'm going to be uh, branching out more towards interviewing like authors and and just regular people. Like I don't want to just interview artists anymore. Right. I want to try to reach out to people that are creative because they need a platform. And I think it would be a dope conversation to talk about different things. Yeah. For me, uh, you know, I'm trying to try to be a little more strict on who I have on. Uh, Not all the, there's been a couple artists I've had on the last couple months that are just duds, you know, as far as like, and you'll know, like I was on your podcast, so everyone go uh, check out the Mink Show podcast and find my episode. Like I thought I was a decent enough guest, you know, I I kept things going, we talked, but you'll get some people that call in and it's just like pulling teeth to get them to say some shit, you know, and I, that is, 
I know like I'm sounding like a hater. It just gets on my nerves lately because I do have a lot of people who hit me up to be on the podcast, and I try to keep it to people who I think are my friends, right? Quote unquote friends. Um, I'm not just talking to strangers. So whenever someone does call in and they don't seem to care that they're on or they don't share it, you know, I'm like, are you fucking serious? Like I get yeah, that's that's what it's like. I can't promote the show harder than you when I'm just a facilitator of giving you a platform to speak on. Right. Exactly. Like. Uh, kind of like, you know, when you make a playlist or I have my music podcast, like the fact there are artists who don't share that podcast, I'm like, well, why the fuck are you sending music in? So I can but listen. So like me, one person club or something <laughs> like that, they would, they would go hard just trying to showcase. And that's why I always said that, you know, it, it's, 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 a it's unfair in a sense. Like if, like I was on, um, an Instagram live, um, interview and, you know, there wasn't a huge turnout, but I still promoted the fuck out of it because I was proud to be on there. So people will look at it and say, oh, only 10 people were tuned in. Okay, well, that's 10 more people that didn't know who Minx Couture was. So I'm going to share it. Right. I mean, I have so many random plans. Uh, Like I'm working on getting all these beats done because I'm in June. I have this big beat plan uh, to try to get get the beat sales going. If it doesn't, like, so I have to rethink it. Um. But there are times I just kind of feel overwhelmed, but I feel like if I could get to a scheduled of like always, you know, streaming like on caffeine, like you said, or wherever on a regular basis, you could probably build a brand over time. But to think that you're just going to start out with all this success and hundreds of people, that seems kind of unlikely for most people. No, it's definitely not not likely at all. And that's like, why you got to kind of work. It's good because, you know, you, you, you start on a platform and you don't, it's almost like you start a new school. You don't know anybody. You're just there. So now you have to create, you know, a, a way for people to befriend you and to like you and, and to be your friend. And this is what it was like for Caffeine TV for me. So now when I get on, you know, I know people get the alert. So they're coming, they're, they're running into the live. Hey, I have one guy that said, hey, I was just getting ready to go to the gym, but I wanted to come through and show my two favorite girls some love. And I'm like, you know what? That's some real live shit because I go live on Facebook and it takes about maybe 15 to 20 minutes for people to say, all right, let me see what this bitch is talking about today. Right. So you kind of want to gravitate to the people that, you know, the moment that you go live or, you know, even if they're watching the whole time and don't say anything until the end and say, this was a great show. I'm going to gravitate to the people that actually care about the co- the content than right. gravitating to people that you got to beg for attention from. Well, and I think one of the biggest hurdles I'm sure you don't think about too often, I know for me, I don't go on anyone's live unless I have a headphone in. You know what I mean? Like if I have my headphones on me, if like I'm just on my yeah. phone without my headphones, I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that because then I'll play music out my main speaker, you know? So like, I think you yeah. have some weird hurdles whenever you're like wanting that because like people got to want to watch it. They have to have their headphones ready and uh, yeah, they have to, it's they kind have of an uphill ready. battle. Yeah, they have to, they have to be ready. Right. That that's why I'm happy. I'm blessed. I'm excited for the next chapter. Um, you know, and you know, we'll see what we'll see what happens. I mean, I just got to stay positive, and I'm not going to let this COVID stuff stop the the process. And you know, we're getting new listeners and new viewers and and new people to become part of the team. So I'm I'm happy. Well, hell yeah. Well, if you ever need help, you know, or guests or anything like that, um, I'm always around. And uh, I have, I'm planning on dropping, I dropped a song today that we're recording this, and I plan on coming out with a new song every two weeks for, I don't know, like a month and a half at least. But I'm going to see if I can just keep it going all summer. I feel like I could pull it off. It's my plan. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. But, um, all right, Minx, I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you again.
Absolutely. All right, peace. All right.